Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth a Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, October 6th. And glad you're tuned in and listening today. And I hope you're having a great week and a great day thus far. And then I hope you have a great weekend as well. With the weekend coming up, that means we've got the Lord's Day and, of course, regular services here at the Island Ford Baptist Church on Sunday morning and Sunday night as well. Love to invite you to come and be a part of those services with us. We'll be telling more about that at the close of the broadcast and making that invitation available as well. Amen. Well, I do have several prayer requests. Do pray for Brother Hall and Mrs. Hall as they're both uh, having some issues and health problems. We want to keep them in prayer Got some decisions for them to make. Pray that God would be with them and help them. And then also Kenny and Ann Hayes, pray for them. They're our neighbors and some issues going on there health-wise as well. Keep them in prayer. And then we've got several folks here in the church with sicknesses and different problems we want to hold up before the Lord. Also be in prayer for us. We're going to be traveling next week out uh, out to Port Deposit, Maryland for a camp meeting there. And so pray for us that God would bless in that meeting and use us for his glory and his honor. Amen. Well, I began a message on Monday that we're continuing throughout the week. Today will be the final part of that message. Why Jesus and scriptures are sometimes silent. And I hope this will be a blessing to you. But first, I've got a couple of good songs queued up here. Got the Seth Sisloff family singing one and then the Shepherd family and then the message from the word of God. We are going one more time to the book of Matthew, chapter number 26, verses 62 and 63. Luke, chapter number 23, verses 8 and 9. And John, chapter 19, verses 8 and 9. This is our fifth day and final day of looking at this subject. Why Jesus and the scriptures are sometimes silent. And I'm preaching on that phrase that Jesus answered them, not a word. There's times that you can approach God, and I believe when you approach God wrong, he's not obligated to give you an answer. It's not wrong for God not to answer you. If you approach him wrong, it's wrong for you to approach him in the wrong way. Now, there's three main points. We've been dealing with this this week. We'll continue that on today's broadcast. If you approach God with prejudice or stubbornness, you can't expect him to answer. If you approach God, number two, with pleasure and indulgence of sin, you can't expect God to answer. And then number three, if you approach God with the philosophy of skepticism, again, you cannot expect God to answer. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as we complete the message as it was preached live in the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. I'm going to read from three different texts. Matthew chapter number 26 and verse number 62. I want to read just a couple of verses here. And the high priest arose and said unto him, he's talking to Jesus, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witnesses, or which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell me whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. 
Now, in Luke chapter number 23, and I want to read verses 8 and 9. The Bible says, "When And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceeding glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Then he questioned with him in many words. Look at this phrase. But he answered him nothing. I don't know if you noticed, but in Mark or Matthew 26, he says there, but Jesus held his peace. That's what it said there in verse 63. Here he answered him nothing. Now look at John chapter number 18 or 19 and verse number 8 and 9. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went unto the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? Look at this phrase. But Jesus answered, or but Jesus gave him no answer. I want to preach on those three texts this morning. But Jesus held his peace, but he answered him nothing, but Jesus gave him no answer. I want to try to preach this morning on why Jesus and the Scriptures are sometimes silent. Pilate is moving up in politics. Pilate's being exalted and he loves this power. He loves this position. And one of the things about politics is you can't necessarily care a whole lot about the truth. We need to be reminded of that. I don't, amen. I do believe you ought to vote. Amen. I do believe you ought to vote. I believe you ought to be educated and you ought to vote. I believe you ought to vote. You ought to pray and ask God how to vote. And I believe you ought to vote according to your conscience. And I believe you ought to try to know as much about it as you can. Amen. But I'm telling you, I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat or Independent or Communist, especially Communist. They don't care a whit about the truth. Politics don't care. And Pilate was so engulfed in the political atmosphere and the minutiae workings there and all the things that was going on under the radar and the things that was going on, the, the Jews and the Romans and the, and the power that was involved in that. And so Pilate came to the point that he said, what is truth? What do I care about the truth? What does it matter about the truth? That, listen, that question, what is truth, was not an inquisitive question. It was an accusative question. What do I care about the truth? What does it matter to me about the truth? He what, Listen, Pilate was not seeking the truth. He was denying it. He was denying it. Amen. Now this crowd that says, well, I was born this way. That's why I'm like I am. They're not looking for the truth. They're denying the truth. That's right. I could go on and on in that. There's, there's a world we're living in. So much of it, they're just denying the truth. So it's as if he said, what does the truth matter in this case? What does the truth matter in my life? So what if Jesus is the king of the Jews? Pilate said, he's not my king. doesn't matter to me. I could care less. And so since I've got the power, I'll crucify the king of the Jews. And that's exactly what he did. Can I say to you, if that's the way you approach life, don't expect to get anything out of your Bible reading. Amen. Don't expect to get anything out of my preaching. Amen. If you come to find fault, you will. <laughs> if you come to find food, you will. Amen. Amen. If you come to get help, you will. If you come to go back out, go back just like you were, you will. You will. All those things. That's the big problem of today. So many people come to church with a skeptical mind. 
A lot of people in our world, if they've listened to the media and, and the school system, they believe that all religious people are a bunch of ignorant fools. They're people that need a crutch. That's what Ted Turner said about Christianity. But the truth is, they look at the world or the religious world as a bunch of fools, ignorantly trapped in ancient ideas of morality. Oh, we're, we've gone on past that. We're in the postmodern age. We're in the post-moral age. What used to be wrong is no longer wrong. What used to be true is no longer true. That's what they're saying. But that's not true. They approach it in their skepticism. Amen. Amen. Uh, they, they imagine all preachers to be hypocrites. Out to steal your wallet or your wife or both. That's what they think. They imagine the Bible to be filled with errors. Or they look at the Bible to be something we can invent. We can, we can twist it to say what we want it to say. It's open for any inventive translation. We can make it say what we want it to. Amen. Those people, can I tell you, will never hear the voice of God. Not really. God in His mercy may speak to some of them. I'm glad He has. God has spoken to atheists that approach the Bible in a skeptical manner. Amen. God has spoken to men that came to the Bible, came to preaching in a skeptical manner. God has. But on the average, the majority of people are going to wind up like Pilate. They're going to wind up like Caiaphas. They're going to wind up like, like Herod. When they refuse to hear God, they won't hear God. Amen. Amen. So, having said all that, I, I'm thinking about this. Situation where we're at today. People come to church with that skeptical mind. All the way back to the times of Christ, philosophers were saying that there's really no absolutes. I found this one Roman philosopher named Pliny or Pliny. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. P-L-I-N-Y. And I've seen him, and a lot of people refer to him. He was born in the time of Christ. Was not was not a philosopher at the time of Christ because he didn't accede uh, but he became a popular Roman philosopher after Christ died. But just shortly after Christ, he wrote this statement. This is a quote that he wrote. He, he said this. Let me, let me see if I can find it. He said, the only certainty is that nothing is certain. The only certainty is that nothing is certain. And by the way, they're teaching in school. The only absolute is that there are no absolutes. There's no... Define in line anymore. That's what they're, they were saying that all the way back in the days of Christ. That's the philosophy that Pilate had come up with. Can I say to you, that's foolishness. How can you be certain that the only certainty is that there are no things certain? How can you be absolutely sure that there are no absolutes? You can't. You can't. It's a, it's a, spiral, a cyclical argument. Amen. You Obviously, you cannot know those things. But can I say this? You can shut your eyes to the light and declare that there is nothing but darkness. That doesn't make it so for anybody but you. Doesn't make it so for anybody but you. But when you pull the shades around you and you reject the Word of God, you reject the voice of God. You stop your ears. You are hurting yourself. Amen. 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 You, what have you gained? What do you gain by shutting your ears? What do you gain by saying, Lord, leave me alone. Don't bother me. Quit convicting me. What do you gain by that? I'll tell you, the only thing you gain is damnation. That's the only thing you gain. 
And that's not a gain. You gain destruction, eternal loss. What is a man profited? Jesus said, if a man gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Amen. You can have your way. You can have your way. But if you go that way, you're headed to destruction. Now, let me, let me in conclusion, let, let me move from these three cases. There's one other case in the Bible where Jesus held his peace. There's another case in the Bible where Jesus answered not a word. And Brother Philip touched on it this morning in Sunday school. Matthew chapter number 15. I'm, you don't have to turn there. Matthew chapter number 15. The Syrophoenician woman came to the Lord. <laughs> she had a daughter grievously vexed of a devil. She came to the Lord and said, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus held his peace, the Bible said. Jesus answered her not a word. It wasn't because she was approaching him prejudiced. It wasn't because she was hanging on to her sin, the pleasures of sin. It wasn't that she was had some philosophy of skepticism. Jesus answered her not a word to grow the faith that was in her and to grow the faith of those disciples that were watching. When, when he answered her not a word, those disciples, you know what they said? They said, Lord, send her away. They, in other words, they said, shut her up, Lord. We're tired of hearing her. We're tired of hearing that prayer request every time. We're tired of hearing that going on and on. Just send her away. But Jesus didn't send her away. He said something else to her. He said, I'm not come but to the sheep of the, or to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she didn't deny that. She fell at his feet and worshiped him. Amen. Amen. She did not deny our Lord. She didn't say, you're wrong, Lord, for not answering me. She said, you're worthy of, of worship whether you ever answer me or not. Amen. You're worthy of worship whether you ever answer me or not. And Jesus saw that great faith. Amen. And Jesus gave her what she wanted. Matter of fact, He gave her His checkbook, so to speak. He said, bid unto thee as thou wilt. She got more answer than anybody else in the Bible. He said, whatever you want, you got it. Whatever you want, you got it. You know why? Because she was persistent. Amen. Because she knew she had a need. She knew he was right even if he never answered that need. But she's going to keep on asking. And she's going to keep on begging. She's going to keep on trusting. She's going to keep on worshiping. Amen. And why did Jesus do that? To encourage me and you. Maybe you have looked in the Bible for answers. You haven't found them yet. Keep looking. Check your own spirit. Amen. Ask God, Lord, is there something in me why I'm not getting my answers? Check your own spirit. Maybe you've come to preach. You've heard preaching over and over. And it doesn't seem like the Lord spoke to you. Check your own spirit. But listen, don't give up. Keep searching. And if you'll keep searching, if you'll be persistent. Amen. God's out to crack the door open, as I said, and let the light shine in. Amen. Amen. I, I'll give you one personal illustration and I'm, and I'm done. I want to go ahead and come and get an invitation hymn. We'll get ready for invitation. While they're coming, I'll tell this story. My dad, I don't know exactly when it started, but sometime in my dad's ministry in life, my dad went through a bout of depression. Real deep depression. I don't think he'd mind me saying this. He hasn't said a whole lot about it openly, a little bit, but not a whole lot. He said there were times, now listen to me, I'm talking about a man that had been saved a number of years. Been, he'd been pastoring, he'd pastored at that time two churches and one he'd been interim pastor, so three churches, you won't say it that way. He'd been, he'd been in the ministry had raised his family. My brother and I were already married. And it may have started before we got married, but right in that time frame, my dad went through that Great Depression. And he said that there was times that he was afraid to be alone. Afraid of what he might do to himself. 
Because he's having thoughts. Terrible. Terrible thoughts. And he's afraid to say anything to anybody. You know, as a preacher, as a pastor in particular, you can't always come in and tell how bad things are. Because you're not there to, to get them to help you. You're there to try to help them. Really? And so, Dad didn't feel like he could tell a lot of people. And he said he, he prayed about it, and he struggled with it. And I don't know if he... I really don't know if he sought medical help. I don't know what he did in that category. But I remember him telling about how the, the answer came. One Tuesday night, just regular Tuesday night prayer meeting. We had a missionary in, Brother Bob Pattonald. We support him still. He was going to China at that time. He's still reaching out to Chinese-speaking people. Brother Bob Pattonald came in and was preaching. Dad was sitting on this side, the way Vision set up then. They had the two rows and had, had a choir over here and... Two pews over here. Dad was sitting on that side in one of those pews. Brother Pattonald was preaching. And Dad said, I don't really even know what Brother Pattonald said. But he said, as he is reading his text, a light broke through. <laughs> he said, I can't answer it. I can't explain it. But just sitting under the preaching of the Word of God, God heard my cry. God let the light shine in under me and immediately drove it all away. And as far as I know, He's never faced that again. Amen. Listen, I'm telling you, whatever need you've got, Jesus said to that woman, here's a blank checkbook. Whatever you want, whatever you want. Do you have needs? Is there something you want? You want it from Jesus? You can get it. If you'll approach Him right. And if you'll not give in. Amen. I can't, I'm not saying you can get it right today. I can't say one trip to the altar and it'll be, I can't say it'll happen immediately like that, but I'm saying you hang in there, stay with God. And if you'll trust God, God will answer you. God will answer you. Let's stand to our feet, heads bowed and eyes closed. We're going to pray. Then we're going to sing an invitation song if you need to come. I want to give you that opportunity. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 1015 a.m. and then the preaching time at 1105 a.m. as well. Sunday evening service is at 630 p.m. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.